Thank you, Krista and Kendra, for that ministry in music. Ladies, happy Mother's Day again to you. Of course, in the Word of God, we are commanded to honor our fathers and mothers. In fact, no less than seven times do we read that phrase, to honor our father and mother. It's one of the Ten Commandments, Exodus 20, verse 12. Honor your father and your mother, that your days may be prolonged in the land which the Lord God gives you. That duty of honoring our father and mother extends not only to young children, but adult children as well. There's never a time in which we are to cease honoring our mothers, no matter how old they may be or how old we may be, we still are always to honor them. This morning's message in that sense is kind of unique, for it is applicable to the very young among us as well as to the not so young among us. This morning, though, I'm not going to focus on the duty of honoring father and mother, but rather I'm going to look at some practical ways in which that honor is to be manifested, how that is to be fleshed out, what it's to look like. What does that mean in a very practical day-to-day living to honor, <coughs> excuse me, to, <coughs> to honor our mothers? This morning, I have five ways that we are to honor our mother that are taken from the Word of God. I do not have any one passage of Scripture that I am exegeting this morning, but rather coming up with a compilation of texts from the Word of God that illustrate for us ways that we are to honor our, our mothers. So this morning, five ways that we are to honor our mothers. The first way that we are to honor our mothers is with our words. With our words. We are to honor our mother with our words by speaking of them appreciatively. To honor the sacrifices that they have made. Proverbs 31.28 says, Her children arise and call her blessed. The children arise and call her blessed. Now this word for blessed in Proverbs 31.28 is not the typical Hebrew word for blessed, which means to be happy or to be full. Rather, this is a word that talks about having walked a straight path, to have gone the right way. It's the blessing that is associated with having done what is right. And so, as the children grow up, as they mature, as they look back on their life, they are to recognize the right things that their mother has done and rise up and tell her so. Not only her children, but her husband praises her as well. Proverbs 31, 28. Her children arise and call her blessed. Her husband also. And he praises her. So it's very appropriate that on Mother's Day, it's not just the children that praise the mother, but her husband as well. And to recount the things that she has done. He praises her for her rarity. 
Proverbs 31.29, Many women do noble things, but you surpass them all. Proverbs 31, of course, uh, that section about the virtuous wife says, uh, a virtuous wife, who can find? Uh, She's a rare thing. How blessed we are to have wives and and mothers that uh, honor and serve God. He praises her for her godliness, Proverbs 31.30. But a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. He praises her for all that she has done. Let her works bring her praise at the city gate. It's important that we praise our wives and mothers. For Proverbs 31.31 says that's her reward. Give her the reward she has earned. Let her works bring her praise at the city gate. She earned it. She deserves it. We are to praise our wives, our mother, with our words. Now, one way that we can do that, of course, is to just go across the fields here and go to Hallmark and buy a card. I bought my wife a Mother's Day card. I haven't given it to her yet. I'm going to give it to her at lunch, but I have it. I have it. And uh, I spent a reasonable amount of time picking it out. I read a number of cards. I wanted it to reflect what I really wanted to say. I wanted it to express the kinds of thoughts that I have in a poetic and beautiful way. And uh, so I took some care and I picked a card. But no matter how thoughtfully one selects a card, it isn't really the same thing as praising her with our own lips. I think it's great to give a card, but we ought to do more than that. It ought to be accompanied with an expression of appreciation that comes from our own lips. And to personalize that card by speaking of very specific things for which we are thankful for. Particular sacrifices that we remember. Hard days that she went through. Things that she has done that perhaps nobody else knows. But God knows. And we know. And to express appreciation for those things. As our children grow older, (coughs) it's a time to reflect, think back about fond memories. As our children are little, to help them think about what they are thankful for, for their mommy. What has mommy done for them lately? What can they be appreciative for? So we praise and honor our mothers with our lips. Secondly, the second way in which we are to honor our mothers is by treating them respectfully. We should always treat our mothers with respect. We should never get to the point that we think we are too big, too important, or occupy too great a position that we no longer show respect to our mothers. Even though Solomon rose to be king over Israel, he showed great respect for his mother. Turn with me, if you would, to 1 Kings chapter 2. 1 Kings chapter 2. First and 2 Kings, First and 2 Chronicles, Ezra, Nehemiah, Esther, Job, Psalms, Proverbs. 1 Kings chapter 2. In this simple little 
verse, I want us to see how Solomon showed respect for his mother. First, Solomon showed his mother respect by standing up when she entered the room. 1 Kings 2.19 So Bathsheba went to King Solomon to speak to him for Adonijah, and the king rose to meet her. A simple way of showing respect. There are a lot of manners that have unfortunately fallen by the wayside. Things that once upon a time meant something that mean less today. Uh, men never wore their a hat inside of a building years ago. You see it all the time now. There was a time that, that men uh, used to open a door for their wives. Maybe some of you still do. If you, if you do, you'd be commended. Uh, today, most people don't even expect it. I remember when I sang with a, a team representing Lancaster Bible College, sang with a quartet. We were out at a function and I was seated next to a lady, and I pulled the chair out for her. She looked at me and said, who's sitting here, you or me? She didn't even realize I was pulling the chair out for her. She thought I was pulling it out to sit on myself. And what do you say? I said, oh, I'm sorry. No, no, it's for you. <laughs> she, didn't, wasn't, she was clueless. She wasn't expecting somebody to pull a chair out for her. Um, a lot of times those things go by the wayside. If you notice, Pastor Heller, Pastor Brandt, myself, always stand. Every Sunday morning that a, when a lady comes onto the platform. It's uh, a common curse to show respect. Well, here is the king of Israel standing when his mother comes into the room. It was a way of showing her respect. But not only did he stand, but he also humbled himself before his mother. Look at verse 19 of chapter 2 of First Kings. The king rose to meet her. Bowed before her. Bowed before her. Kings don't bow before other people. Kings don't acknowledge other people as superior. But Solomon bowed before his mother. It was a way of Solomon saying that she was superior to him as, she, as he bowed before him. And then Solomon showed his mother respect by giving her a praise of prominence. Notice the end of verse 19. Then he had a throne set for the king's mother. And then this is quite unusual. She sat on his right. The right was a place of dignity. The right was a place of authority. Right was a place of power. Right was held for the person that was second in the kingdom. A customary thing would have been to place her on her left. But the scripture points out that he put her on a throne. And put her on his right. Solomon showed a great deal of respect for his mother. It's interesting. Bathsheba was not perfect by any means. I'm not going to go into all the details. Many of you know the story of David and Bathsheba. Bathsheba wasn't perfect. But she was worthy of respect. A wife and mother doesn't have to be perfect in order to be worthy of respect. We should respect them because they are a wife, because they are a mother. 
And we should show them that respect. In the way that we address them. In the way that we address them. You know, it's, it's very disrespectful to refer to the old lady. In the way that we talk to them. Not to talk back. Not to raise our voice. Maybe I shouldn't tell this story, but I was brought up in a, in a house that you better not talk back to your mother. It just wasn't tolerated. It wasn't tolerated. I remember sitting at a dinner table. My brother had gone off to college and come back. And uh, got into a heated argument with my parents. And uh, my brother looked at my mother and said, Shut up! I can't tell you, a tingle went down my spine. I thought, man, you don't do that. You just don't do that. And my brother realized what he had done after he'd done it, because he got really, really quiet. In the heat of the moment, I remember my father saying to him, Get upstairs. We're talking about somebody who's in college. Get upstairs. And uh, heard a, a discussion. And then, slowly, and then shortly thereafter, my brother came flying through a doorway and down the steps. My, my dad threw him down the steps. He was so angry with him. I'm not commending all of that. I'm just saying it was a household in which you better not disrespect your mother. You better not talk back. We should respect their dignity as they get older. We need to be courteous and kind. Have a concern for their privacy. And modesty in situations in which they can no longer care for themselves. Guard their modesty. Guard their dignity. It's tough to deal with a parent that has Alzheimer's. Show them respect. Treat them kindly. Show concern. Watch out for them. The third way we are to honor our mothers is by appreciating their opinions and instruction. In the book of Proverbs, we have the admonition to listen to the teaching of our mothers. Proverbs 1.8 Hear, my son, your father's instruction, and do not forsake your mother's teaching. We have not only the exhortation to listen to a mother's teaching, but we also have an extended example of a mother's teaching. In Proverbs 31, we have the king's mother giving her son instruction. In Proverbs 31.1 it says, The words of King Lemuel, the oracle which his mother taught him. And so Proverbs 31 is the words of Solomon that his mother taught him. Our mothers oftentimes teach much. In my home, my mother was the primary teacher of the Bible. My dad was an elder, uh, delegate to annual conference, prayer meeting leader, taught Sunday school, 
My dad did a lot of public teaching. But in the home, it was primarily my mother that taught. My dad was busy. He was always working. And so my mother would take time and would teach us the Bible. And she was a wonderful, wonderful Bible teacher. She taught me a lot. The essence of the mother's teaching is that the king must guard his relationship with women. Proverbs 31.3 Do not give your strength to women or your ways to that which destroys kings. That was Solomon's mother's instruction to Solomon. Don't give your strength to women. Now, think about Solomon's life. 300 wives, 700 concubines. If there's anybody that failed to follow their mother's instruction, it was Solomon. Anybody who didn't heed what his mother said, it was Solomon. How many times it is that children, teenagers, and young adults ignore their mother's advice to their own detriment, to their harm, to their shame. Oh, that we might listen more carefully to what our mothers teach us when we're young. So that when we're old, we're spared for so many things in life. Honor their opinion. Honor their instruction. That really needs to be reiterated in a modern high-tech society. Sometimes because our mothers are not as swift on the computer as their children and maybe are not up on all of the classes that their children are taking that their children think that they know more than their mom. They think that they should be the instructor rather than the instructee. They don't think that their mom has much to tell them. Let me just say there's more to life than computers. And there are a lot of areas of life in which there is nothing more important than experience. And people that will be honest with you. And people that will confront you about things that nobody else will. Appreciate your mother's instruction. Pay heed to her advice. Seek it out. Desire it. Welcome it. Fourthly, the way to honor our mothers is by spending time with them. James one twenty seven says this, This is pure and undefiled religion in the sight of our God and Father, to visit orphans and widows in their distress. To visit orphans and widows in their distress. A mother pours her life into her children. It's difficult for her when her children grow up and leave. When children leave for college, you've probably heard of the empty nest syndrome. It's important. It's important. When you come home from college, make time for your mother. When you come home on a visit, some of you are home for the summer off again. There's a lot to do. There's work, friends, a lot of things to really tug at your time and the things that you enjoy doing. 
Make some time to spend with mom. Talk with her. Find out about what's been going on in her life. Go out to eat with her. Spend time with her. James one twenty seven says, Visit orphan and widows in their distress. We ought to remember how difficult it is for our mothers when their spouse dies. We're to understand their loneliness. And the solution of the word of God is to visit them. Visit them. When we are married, when we're on our own, when we're out of the house, quote unquote, for good, and especially when dad dies, or parents divorce, But when our mothers are all alone, they really need to be visited. They really need somebody to spend some time with them. They need their children to show interest. We live in a wonderfully advanced technological period of time. Ways in which we can keep in touch with our mothers. There's mail, phone calls, cell phones, email, Facebook, Twitter, and Skype. Skype. An internet access in which you can have a webcam and you can speak in real time and they can see your face. If you have a mother that lives at some distance, hook her up with Skype. Sit in the front of a computer for a few moments. Let her see your face. Let her see that you're healthy and you're doing fine. See her face. And maybe she's not so healthy. And not doing so fine. Keep in touch. Meet her needs. Fifthly, the fifth way that we are to honor our mothers is to care for them as they get older. To be sure that their needs are being met. It's part of the Christian duty to care for our our parents. Turn with me, if you would, to 1 Timothy chapter 3. Excuse me, 1 Timothy chapter 5. 1 Timothy 5. It's part of the Christian duty to take care of our parents. 1 Timothy chapter 5, verse 4. But if any widow has children or grandchildren, let them first learn to practice piety in regard to their own family. We have a primary responsibility to our own family. Children for their widowed mothers. 
grandchildren for their grandparents. That is our first and foremost Christian duty, to provide for our parents. It is morally right to take care of our mothers, for they have taken care of us. Notice at the end of verse 4. And to make some return to their parents. To make some return to their parents. NIV, and so repairing their parents and grandparents. The assumption is that our parents and grandparents have taken care of us. The assumption is that they have watched over us. The assumption is that they have... They have sacrificed. And certainly that is the general case. That our parents have indeed provided for us. But then there are the rare instance when they haven't. There is the rare instance in which we have not had that relationship to our parents. My father grew up in the era of the Great Depression had a large family. And he was uh, shipped out to live with somebody else at the age of nine or ten. Didn't see his parents again for, for years. They weren't Christians. It turned out to be a great blessing for my father because the people that he went to live with were Christians, and through that he came to know the Lord Jesus Christ as a Savior. And as a result, God did a great work in my dad's life. And so, the time came that, actually it was my grandmother died, and my grandfather could no longer live by himself, and so he came to live with us. Even though my dad hadn't lived with him since he was 10, when he was old and needed someone, my dad welcomed him into our home, as did my mother. First Timothy 5.4 says this, These should learn, first of all, to put their religion into practice by caring for their own family and so repaying their parents and grandparents. For this is pleasing to God. This is pleasing to God. Even if our parents weren't the best parents, it's still pleasing to God for us to take care of them. It's still our Christian duty. Even if our parents failed in many respects, it still pleases God. And we watch out for them. And we provide for them. As I said, my mother was a wonderful teacher. She taught me many, many things. Verse and verse after the Bible. Stories. Doctrine. She spent hours teaching us. I I just wish I'd go into all of it, because I I appreciate it so much. But the thing that she taught me the most was how she cared for my grandfather when he came to live with us. Probably had Alzheimer's. Back then it was called hardening of the arteries. Dementia wasn't all there. Wasn't the easiest to deal with. Cantankerous. Difficult. My mother washed for him, provided for him, cared for him. Taught me a lot. I knew from a child on up that when I got old, I would have my parents in our home. And one of the things I love about my wife the most is the way that she welcomed my father into our home and cared for him when he was difficult, had Alzheimer's, messed himself, and all kinds of things. 
She couldn't have been better. But that's what we do as Christians. We care for our mothers. We provide for them. That's what it means to honor our mothers. Even Jesus honored his mother by providing for her. On the cross, his mother Mary is standing at the cross. John 19.26, when Jesus saw his mother there, And the disciple whom he loved, standing nearby, he said to his mother, Dear woman, here is your son. And to the disciple, here is your mother. From that time on, this disciple took her into his home. As Jesus is hanging on the cross, he looks at John and says, This is your mother. He looks at at Mary and says, This is your son. It was his way of providing for Mary's care. And the scripture says, From that day on, Mary lived with John. There are many, many different ways that we can care for our parents. The issue this morning is not what do you need to do in caring for your parents, but rather the fact that we need to care for our parents. We may not all do it the same way, but we need to be concerned it's done because that's part of our Christian duty. So let's honor our mothers today with our words by treating them with respect, by having a high regard for their opinions and instructions, by spending time with them, and by making sure that their needs are met. Ladies, I hope this is a blessed day. I hope that you feel honored and will be honored because we appreciate you. Let's pray. Almighty God, we are thankful for the ladies of our congregation. As we look out over this congregation, we know the heartaches of some. The great sacrifices that have been entered into. The frustrations of when their opinions were not followed. Their instruction was not heeded the danger that they foresaw, the resultant consequences and the heaviness of their hearts. Lord, give us a heart to hear our mothers. Let them hear from our own lips their praise, expressions of thankfulness, appreciation. Help us to treat them respectfully not talk back, not to refer them in derogatory ways, to be mindful of their limitations as they are older and seek to maintain their dignity. Lord, help us to spend time with them, to make it a priority and to see it as a value and to do it because we love them, not because we have to. And Lord, help us to meet their needs. Help us to care for them in their older age, providing for their their well-being, meeting their every need. 
Lord, help us as we seek to honor our mothers. In Jesus' name, amen.